just like that, we're live. Welcome back, dear listeners, to Wasteland Active Radio. Today is a special day. It's the day that Atlas heads out to meet, and hopefully assassinate, the Nightkin, Macklin. Yes! Soon I will travel to Macklin's camp to deliver my report before returning here. For the listeners out there, Atlas did finger quotes. Correct. Because the delivery of my report is in fact going to be me slaughtering Macklin with my bare hands! <laughs> Sorry about that. Don't be. That's exactly what we need. Go nuts and slaughter that guy. Don't you patronize me! I see through your rules! Now I'm being honest. We're really relying on you to hold up your end of the bargain. Hell, we'd have been blindsided by an army of super mutants if it weren't for you. So, uh, thank you, I guess. <laughs> Atlas, are you crying? No. I'm leaving. Goodbye. Ah, uh, who would have guessed that big crane jerk had a soft spot? Ah, uh, well, now that that's out of the way, <laughs> we've got lasers and vermin and mutants. Oh my! In today's announcements, with Atlas away for the time being. I'll be hosting the weather segment, while Bucket hosts Atlas's segment. Looks like it's going to be a windy one in today's weather. Giant frogs, respect for the dead, and huge friggin' flamethrowers are the topics of today's local news. More shilling for companies that no longer exist in today's advertisements. We'll get to see Bucket's interviewing chops in today's On the Scene, as we get an explanation of how the Dashwoods are preparing for the Red Hopper Swarm. Finally, uh, I'll figure something out for today's open table. So, with that out of the way, let's get on with the show. In today's announcements, the Dashwood Scouts have discovered that Red Hopper Swarm has shifted direction and is now heading towards Station Hill. In response to this incoming threat, the Dashwoods have begun building flamethrowers to either deter or destroy the swarm in order to prevent the Red Hoppers from eating our crops. While Radhoppers on their own aren't all that big a menace, a swarm of them could no doubt wreak havoc on our humble little settlement. No worries though, dear listeners, the Dashwoods have got this all handled. Temporary field correspondent Bucket will get more information for us later. Next, as I'm sure you've all heard, actual field correspondent and host of On the Scene, Atlas, has gone to rendezvous with a super mutant nightkin and leader of an army of super mutants, also Atlas's former employer, Macklin. Atlas plans to get Macklin alone and assassinate him before returning to a band of Dashwood mercenaries that he'll be taking along with him to initiate the plan to destroy the Super Mutant Army. Let's all wish him luck in his endeavors, dear listeners, and hope that it all goes off without a hitch. Fingers crossed! Finally, the laser-toting wanderer has struck again, protecting a trade caravan from a pack of feral dogs a few days ago. The caravan made their way here and told us what they witnessed. 
According to Frankie Cutler, the leader of the caravan, the dogs came out of some underbrush and began to circle the caravan's Brahmin, causing them to panic. The wanderer arrived shortly after with a small pack of homemade robots and drew the attention of the dogs, leading them away from the caravan, giving the traders a chance to escape. Frankie says he heard the wanderer shouting at him to run away as he drew the dogs to himself, before Frankie himself pushed his caravan along. Now, this information isn't quite as revealing as we'd all hoped, but it seems like this wanderer is in fact some sort of foolhardy hero. Let's hope he, or she, made it out of there alive. That does it for announcements, so let's move on to today's weather. Alright, Bucket, start the... Oh, right, Bucket's out in the field. Well, I prepared for this and had old Bucky Boy print out this week's forecast. So without further ado, here is this week's forecast. Ahem. Currently, the temperature is 73 degrees Fahrenheit, with a high of 73 degrees Fahrenheit and a low of 70 degrees Fahrenheit. Overcast with light winds. Monday, the temperature will have a high of 78 degrees, the low of 75 degrees. Slightly cloudy with light winds. Tuesday, the temperature will have a high of 82 degrees and a low of 79 degrees. Clear skies expected all day. Wednesday, the temperature will have a high of 85 degrees and a low of 82 degrees. Oh, looks like radiation levels will spike around noon, so carry some Radex if you have it. Thursday, the temperature will have a high of 86 degrees and a low of 84 degrees. Radiation levels will still be fairly high, but the wind is going to pick up in the early afternoon and rad levels will start to decrease. Friday, the temperature will have a high of 84 degrees and a low of 81 degrees. Radiation levels will drop back down to normal levels. Well, normal for here, as the wind picks up. Looks like we'll be having heavy gusts of wind throughout the day. Hopefully it helps things cool down, too. Finally, on Saturday, the temperature will have a high of 82 degrees, with a low of 81 degrees. It'll be slightly cloudy out, and the wind should die down into a pleasant breeze for the rest of the day. Ooh, sounds like we've got a warm week ahead of us, dear listeners. Aside from the radiation, sounds like the weather will be pretty nice. Well, that's all for this week's weather, so let's move on to the local news. Local news. <coughs> <coughs> In today's news, the Dashwoods have successfully cleared the giant frog from the water treatment plant that they've been attempting to use to provide a consistent source of clean water to Station Hill. I'm told it was a harrowing fight, and that for a moment, it looked like the frog was going to have its way when it swallowed Badger Boy. You know, that weird... that guy that I had on for an interview not too long ago. Luckily, Badger Boy managed to keep his wits about him while inside the frog, and used his explosives to blow his way out. Badger Boy himself is alright, a little singed, bruised, and traumatized from nearly being frog food, but it's believed that he'll make a full recovery. For the time being, the Dashwoods, under the supervision of plumber Louis Zucchero, have begun cleaning up the water treatment plant, and it's believed that Louis and his crew should be able to get us hooked up in a week or two. Let's all wish them luck, dear listeners. In other news, Dashwood Merck and amateur stonemason, Taller Eric, has completed work on a memorial wall for the Dashwoods who have been killed in the line of duty since the founding of Station Hill. The names of all lost Dashwoods have been carved into the granite slab that I believe used to be a kitchen countertop. And the finished project 
has been displayed in the center of town. Despite, or maybe in spite of the subject nature of the memorial, I gotta say it looks pretty nice. Certainly respectable to those we've lost. It was originally going to be outside in our cemetery, but considering that it's outside of the walls, it was decided that we'd keep it in the center of the town to prevent vandals from desecrating it. And for any asking, we cremate our own here. So all the graves we have in the graveyard are just markers with names over empty graves. In our final piece of news, and a far cry from the grim nature of graves and memorials, in preparation for the incoming Radhopper Swarm, the Dashwoods have begun putting together makeshift flamethrowers. Donnie the Clown, the Dashwoods' local pyrotechnics expert, has been leading this project, and the results are impressive. One might think that it'd be easy making something that is supposed to start fires. And it is. The hard part comes from making sure it only burns the things you want it to burn, with only minor self-inflicted injuries. Now I've said it before and I'll say it again. Radhoppers aren't scary. Not on their own at least. See, they've got a nasty bite. <laughs> Hop a good ten feet in the air. The hopping is bad enough, but they've also got fully functional wings that allow them to fly pretty quickly. The average rat hopper can be stopped with bullets, clubs, blades, explosions, or even just a well-placed boot to the thorax. That's the butt. So you may think that we're worrying for nothing. Except they're swarming. So there are a lot of them. And since they mostly eat plants, they can easily tear through our crops, eating everything in sight. We'd rather not have to start over with our crops. Scavenging food has been slim pickings out here. Well, that's all for today's news. So let's move on to our advertisements. Wasteland Active Radio is brought to you by the following sponsors. Fancy Lads Snack Cakes. If you're looking for a quick and easy treat for the fanciest of lads, try Fancy Lads Snack Cakes. Unlike our competitors who rely on the same old ho-hum run-of-the-mill ingredients, Fancy Lads Snack Cakes use only the finest and fanciest of ingredients. With our classic flavors, chocolate, vanilla, strawberry, cinnamon swirl, and introducing our new flavor, just in time for the holiday season, mint and chocolate. Ooh, tasty. Fancy lad snack cakes. Only the fanciest. You know, it's a shame nobody will get the chance to taste any of these prior to their expiration date. They were the best. I never did get to try the mint and chocolate considering the bombs dropped before I got the chance, but I would have been all over that like a bloat fly on shit. Poop. Can I say poop on the air? Oh, well, too late for that. Wasteland Active Radio is also brought to you by Roger and Sons Demolition Service. Looking to clear a few walls and really open up that living space? Maybe you've got a shack that's about to fall over and you want to do it safely. Or maybe you're just looking to start from scratch and build that dream home from the foundation up. If this sounds like you, come on down to Roger and Sons Demolition Service to get a quote today. Boasting the fairest prices in the tri-state area, Roger and Sons has been in the business of demolition for over 75 years and are still going strong. Roger and Sons Demolition. We didn't build you up in this world, but we'll certainly tear you down. That's quite the tagline. Sounds like that'd be a good time, you know? Just breaking things down and make a living. These days, people just do that out of boredom. Anyway, we're also brought to you by Yumco Instamash. For a quick and easy addition to any meal, turn to Instamash. Have hot, 
tasty mashed potatoes in only three simple steps. Just boil, stir, and cover before serving alongside your Yumco Salisbury steak. A quick and easy meal that the whole family will love. Don't forget that Yumco offers plenty of other freeze-dried and dehydrated instant meals and appetizers, like Insta-Sweet Mash for your Thanksgiving dinners. Or for a quick and easy guacamole, try our new Instacado Avocado Mash. Oh, yeah, I'm done. That's disgusting. There are just some things that you don't dehydrate. Some things need to remain sacred and unsullied, dear listeners. Unlike your ears. I'll sully them for as long as you all continue to listen. <laughs> uh. Well, with advertisements out of the way, let's go to a- uh. Let's go to Bucket for today's edition of On the Scene with special guest host, Bucket. So, you may be surprised to know, but while I was digging through Bucket's programs, I found one for interviews. I started that up and, well, Bucket is still Bucket, but it can actually conduct an interview with some level of professionalism. On that note, Bucket, can you hear me? Remote audio receptors are functional, awaiting further instructions. Let's begin today's interview. Are you ready for that, Bucket? Affirmative. Target. Guest. Has been established. Initiating interview protocol. Please introduce yourself. <laughs> I'm... <laughs> I'm Donnie. <laughs> they call me... <laughs> the clown. <laughs> Acknowledged. Verbal response for... The clown. Hello, Mr. or Miss the Clown. What is your occupation designation in this region? <laughs> you mean, what do, what do I do out here? <laughs> Correct. Please respond. <laughs> I like fire. And I'm so good at it that the Dashwoods have given me a job putting together a bunch of flamethrowers to try and stop that Radhopper swarm. It won't be much of a contest. Fire beats bugs. <laughs> Every time. <laughs> Response. That is very interesting. How do you perform your occupational role? <laughs> you, you mean, how do I do it? Well, that's easy. Easy! <laughs> we scavenged a hardware store a little while ago. Grabbed a bunch of torches and nozzles. I taught everybody how to drill a few holes in the right... <laughs> in the right... right places. Change a few things here and there. Instead of a focused flame, you're getting gouts of sweet, beautiful, cleansing fire. <laughs> uh, but to do that, we need the fuel, and it needs to be thick. So we pour a few things into my special recipe. <laughs> Query, what is secret recipe? Wouldn't you like to know? 
Would you like to know? Affirmative. Well, <laughs> I don't want to share every little aspect of it, but... <laughs> It involves motor oil and disposable coffee cups. But, 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 the not-so-secret ingredient is powdered coffee creamer. Don't... (laughs) Don't tell anybody. Secret of the trade. Acknowledged. Continuing broadcast. Query. What are the features of insert product name? Flamethrowers I've designed can shoot flames over 200 feet, but it's most effective at around 150 feet (laughs) and can cook a man alive in seconds. Seconds! But these rat hoppers will pop like, like, like flying meat balloons. 50 gouts of flame. Cleansing beautiful flame from fifty flamethrowers. We'll have fifty in no time, and then the burning. <laughs> that is interesting. Please continue. You. What? Huh? What? What are you? <laughs> What are you doing? <laughs> oh boy. Hey, Donnie! Donnie, can you hear me? <gasps> Mother? Is that you? Yeah, sure. Whatever. Hey, Donnie, be a good boy and smack Bucket a little, would ya? Of course, Mother. Just please don't tell Father. Wait. I'm 30 years old. The mother's dead. You trickster, you. Mutation <laughs> of the human race is a futile effort. All life ends. Even this one shall. Rusting away back into the void from which it was torn. An error has occurred while performing this action. Would you like to try again? Uh, yes. Try again, Bucket. Acknowledged. Greetings, fellow American citizen. Please state your origin. Ah, uh, I, uh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I'm from far north of here. The frozen wastes of the forbidden lands of Minnesota. From a town called Fairbank. Wonderful. What are some features of Subject's hometown? It burned down ten years ago. (laughs) Fantastic. What is the weather like in... I'm sorry, your software trial has ended. Please connect to the network to purchase the full version. Move along, please. Well, that went better than expected, to be honest. All right, Bucket, return to your charging station. Thanks, Donnie. I think. Don't burn anything without me.
Gotcha. I'm gonna cut the mic now. Oh dear lord, that was hard to listen to. I'm gonna have to talk to Sterling about that one. Oh boy. Well, let's move on to our next segment, shall we? Alright, dear listeners, I think it's time for another edition of What's Under My Skin. So, you want to know what's under my skin today? And no, it's not a mouse that managed to make a home in my lower back. No, what's under my skin is the Brotherhood of Steel. They just keep popping into my head, them and all the things they did to me. For those of you who don't know who the Brotherhood is, they're effectively a cult of technology. They go out, take pieces of tech, oftentimes by force, and hoard it away where no one but them can use it. Now, some of you may have heard of the East Coast chapter of the Brotherhood and all the good things they did. Yeah, I'll admit, under Elder Lions, they did a lot of great things for the Capital Wasteland, like providing clean drinking water for everyone, and transporting at places where anyone could get it, and that was great. But then that Brett Maxson took over, just threw out all of Lions' ideals and intentions for the Wasteland. Uh, well, that's bad on its own. They see people like myself, ghouls, as subhuman mutants, abominations that need to be purged. This view was lessened by lions for a time, but the bigotry was still there. We live in a radioactive wasteland of our own design, and for those of you who don't know, though at this point how could you not, radiation causes mutations. A few extra fingers or toes, maybe a few less, a deformed arm or leg, being a ghoul. All of these are the results of exposure to radiation, and in this world, it's damn near unavoidable. The Brotherhood sees all of us as equally awful and needing to be purged. For those of you in the know, you may be saying, Oh, Crispy, they're nowhere near as bad as the Enclave. Sure, they're nowhere near as bad as the Enclave, those other murderous and bigoted technocultists. But the Enclave hasn't been seen in force since the last time they butted heads with the Brotherhood. The only difference I see between the Enclave and the Brotherhood of Steel is that the Enclave is more aggressive. That's it. As for the folks living under the Brotherhood, they fall into one of two categories. The willing and the cowed. The Brotherhood likes to go out and give the people the option, with the sarcasm, of joining them, of serving the Brotherhood of Steel as they crusade across the wastes. In truth, there is no option. You either give them supplies willingly, or they use threats of violence to take everything you have. They're just thugs in power armor. No better than raiders. You can't convince me otherwise. Some people just... Man! The more I think about them, the angrier I get. The angrier I get, the more my heart just threatens to pop out of my chest. <sighs> just... Dear listeners, by all means, just avoid the Brotherhood of Steel at all costs. For your own safety. <sighs> oh, boy. I've got to move on and close out the show. We've got a lot on our plate, dear listeners. While it's getting stressful and exhausting, we're growing bigger and better every day. Please, feel free to join us out here at Station Hill. Land a hand if you're so inclined. Remember, dear listeners, keep your friends close, your enemies closer, and a gun closer to that. Like, maybe in a hidden pocket or something. This has been Wasteland Active Radio. Crispy, signing off.
Wasteland Active Radio is created, written, and produced by Z. Hagen and Jay Wilson. Brought to you by the record button. Wasteland Active Radio is set in the Fallout video game universe owned by ZeniMax Media and Bethesda Softworks. No copyright infringement is intended. Please support the official release. Thank you. An additional note, the song that you're currently listening to, Lobby Time, is by Kevin McLeod at Incomputech.com, licensed under Creative Commons, Attribution 3.0. Tonight, I am out.